Welcome to From Water Into Wine with Mignon Morel, the place where we discuss the practical and supernatural ways of the kingdom of God that are relevant to your life. And now, today's podcast. I'm going to open up with a quick prayer and then we'll get started, okay? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence tonight. We thank you for your peace. Holy Spirit, come. Rest upon me and my words. Rest upon all those listening. Quicken us um, as we learn about the Sierra realm, as we learn about the giftings you've placed within us. I just ask for your blessing and your presence to fall on everybody watching and everybody listening. In Jesus' holy and mighty name. Well, great. Well, again, so glad you're here. I wanted to state real quick before I get started that those who are watching this broadcast um, are going to get free things. So the first thing is I have a workbook that I designed on the soul. It's like a mini devotional workbook. It doesn't take much time, um, but it's something that if you are a person who um, gathers in discernment or the seer realm, would be very helpful for you. And that is free, and you can get it if you go to uh, my website, wn2w.org. Uh, and just go to our store. I've listed it as free, and you can download it there to be helpful. So that's one of the freebies that uh, you'll be getting from watching the show. Okay, so tonight, let's talk about seers, okay? What is a seer? A seer is, some, is actually a prophet who moves more in visions, dreams, and senses than they do in just hearing God's voice. Uh, scripture actually talks about uh, two types of prophets. The first one is called a Navi, N-A-V-I, and that is a prophet who uh, primarily receives from God through hearing, through an audible voice or an inside voice. Um, and there are many examples of that in Scripture. Um, Isaiah was a Navi prophet, okay? That's a Navi prophet. You also have seers that are called seer prophets, and the difference for them is they were typically considered prophets who experienced uh, receiving God and communication with God more through the visual realm, through visions, through dreams, but also through hearing and also through their senses. Some examples of seer prophets in scripture would be Daniel, who had many dreams and visions. Ezekiel is another good example of a seer prophet. Um, the uh, Apostle Paul would have been considered a seer prophet because he dealt in visions, and we're going to go deeper into that in a minute. And of course, the Lord Jesus also was considered a seer prophet. But seer prophets just don't receive in one realm. They actually receive in both. And I want to read a scripture, talks a little bit about that to make it clearer. 1 Samuel 9. Formerly in Israel, when a man went in to inquire of God, he would say, Come, let us go to the seer. For who he who is called a prophet today was formerly called a seer. Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was living. And as they went up the hill to the city, they met some young woman going to draw water. And they said to her, Is the seer here? And they answered him, He is, look, for he is ahead of you. Now, a day before Saul came, the Lord had informed Samuel of this. Now, it's important that we notice here he says the word informed. 
About this time tomorrow, I will send a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him as leader over my people Israel, and he will save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon the distress of my people, because their cry for help has come to me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There is a man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall rule over my people as their king. Then Saul approached Samuel in the city gate and said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go ahead of me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And in the morning, I will let, let you go, and I will tell you all that is in your mind. So, we see from this scripture that Samuel was considered a seer. But we see in this, at the entire scripture that it said that God informed him, and that actually means he spoke it to him. So, the title of seer in Navi, just to break it down, it's really how people receive but a seer receives both. I just want to make that clear. Now, uh, before we go any further, I will be taking questions. So if you have questions, I ask that you hold them to the end. Then that way everybody gets the information and we can talk back and forth at that point. But it's important to note that not everybody who feels things or sees things is a seer. A, a seer is a real prophet, a prophet called and appointed by God. It's an office. It's not just a gifting. I know that um, in the body of Christ, it can be difficult because people have all kinds of, oh, we have, I'm a seer, or I have the gift of discernment, and it's confusing at times. But a real seer, the one who functions fully in the full office uh, and the gifting, is an actual prophet on an office level. Now, uh, it takes many, many years uh, for someone who is uh, a young prophet to be fully formed into a mature prophet. That's something that people don't understand. The office of the prophet is not just prophetic gifting. The office of the prophet is a lot harder. <laughs> and if you meet real prophets, they will tell you. I meet people all the time, and when I used to go out and teach events and things, you would say, well, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet, I want to be a prophet. The Holy Spirit is the one who decides who's a prophet. God is the one who decides. We don't get to decide that. We can have prophetic gifting, and many, many people in the body of Christ do. Um, but it's not the same thing. So when I'm talking, as we go through this about a seer, I'm talking about the office of a seer. And so I want you to keep that in mind. Real prophets who are seers don't just carry the giftings of being able to see in the spirit and have visions and feel and sense. They actually um, also carry authority and power and uh, the ability to shift and heal uh, whatever they encounter in a greater measure into the kingdom, into the will of God. So there's a little bit of difference. Now, seers do function with um, high levels of discernment of spirits. So let's talk about um, the difference maybe from a seer and let's say uh, just someone who has the gift of discerning spirits. The gift of discerning spirits is a real gift in the body of Christ. And this is often what people who are called uh, empaths have, but they don't always know it. It's the gift of discernment. Um, and it can drain them. It can drain their emotions. It can drain uh, their uh, energy levels. Uh, and such because they don't know what's happening and why they're feeling everything. Now, the gift of discernment is being able to know what is of God, 
what is of the enemy, and what is of the soul or the spirit in a given situation. Now, people with discernment option, often function in this kind of gift in regards to people or places. Um, they know when something is good or bad or even feeling, uh, feeling the atmosphere. They can tell if something's from the Holy Spirit, if something's demonic, or if something's from the human soul uh, or emotions, the difference in that. Um, and this is often what is called, what people call empath. I think empath is probably more of a new agey term uh, that they use. I don't get caught up in terms unless, unless it's really specific for the Lord is pointing that out for the body of Christ. Um, they're really just basically someone who can, who can discern these things and feel on that kind of level. It's a real gift of the Holy Spirit of the body of Christ. But it's not necessarily the same thing as a seer. Seers actually have um, discernment, like people with gifts of discernment, but they have a larger measure of authority and responsibility, and it functions differently in a seer sometimes than it does in a person who's just gifted. Um, so let's talk about a little bit of the different mm, functions that a seer has in addition to discernment. Now, I want to say this too here because um, I talk to people all the time uh, that call and ask me uh, in regards to things they feel and they see. Uh, how do I know, you know, if I'm, if I'm a prophet? How do I know if I'm just got to get the discernment? I want to make this really clear. One, the office of a prophet takes years, okay? You can be a young prophet uh, that is just not matured in your gift. That's very possible. But here's one thing. If you're a prophet, God's going to make that very clear. He's going to make that clear. Your life will line up with it. Uh, the words to you directly will line up with it. It's not going to be something that if you're going through your life, you're like, well, I really don't know. And here I am. I'm 45. Who knows? You know, it's not going to be like that. So I, I just want to encourage you. Um, everybody has a different uh, place in the body. Every part and place in the body is important. Just like Paul said, you can't tell the hand. We don't need the feet and vice versa. It's the same thing. And the people that have the gift of discernment that aren't necessarily seers um, are still extremely important and valuable in the body of Christ and how they use their gifting. So I just wanted to share that as a precursor. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the uh, functions of a seer that go beyond maybe just discernment, okay, or just seeing. One thing is seers can see through time. Seers see through time. Seers um, see the future, not just the current state. They see through time both future and past, both on earth and in heaven and even in a person's life. Um, an example of this would be uh, Daniel in the book of Daniel when he saw future of the, uh, the future of the four different kingdoms that would be coming upon the earth. Another example would be uh, the Apostle John in the book of Revelations. So seers see through time, and, you'll, and they have a lot of dreams a lot of times where God will show you through time. Uh, it could be on things that are going on on the earth, or it could even be about people in your life, and you're seeing and watching uh, the things that have happened to them in their history. That's an example of seeing through time. Um, Jesus, also the Lord Jesus, exemplified that uh, many times in Scripture that he did that. Seers 
can see the condition of people and atmospheres as well. And by see, I mean see with their eyes and their vision as well as uh, see with their senses. Um, uh, seers that God have mat has matured, that he's worked on, um, can uh, receive the condition of people. They can discern and see uh, what's inside of people, their history, their motives, what needs to be dealt with, what God is working on. Um, one of the biggest aspects of being a seer is that a seer, um, because they can see the conditions, um, they can often see what is needed for healing in a person or healing in an area. Um, that's actually one of the biggest callings of a real mature seer is to be a conduit of healing. Um, so knowing how to read that, knowing and seeing those things in people and being able to bring healing to that and resolution to that, that God has intended for that is also an example of a function of a real seer. Um, they can sense atmospheres of places that they're at and typically what's over the region. I used to go in places all the time and I would get a readout, here's what's over the region, this is what's been affecting the people, you know, things like that. Um, that's very common when you're a seer. And when you're a young seer, you don't always know what that is. You just know, ah, I feel all this stuff, or I see all this stuff. So, you know, learning and discerning and growing uh, in your understanding is very important because as we know, and the word says, God doesn't take back our gifts. Okay, even if we don't necessarily understand them or like them, he just makes us accountable for them. So learning about that, that's very common, sensing what's over regions. And this is also just the, a, an area that a lot of seers get tripped up in. I don't understand, they misunderstand, you know. But learning the, the understanding the truth that you can sense conditions and atmospheres and people uh, is very important. It's part of the gifting. It goes along with the gifting. The, the biggest example of this in scripture would be the Lord Jesus on reading people's hearts and reading and understanding. And as I said earlier, he's widely considered a, a type of seer prophet. Matthew 23, 27, when he's talking to the teachers and the Pharisees, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs who look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So that's an example. He was reading their hearts. He was reading what was on the inside. So seers do that as well, mature seers. Younger seers sometimes get afraid of what they see and go into judgment. And we're going to talk about that as a pitfall and how to avoid that a little bit down the line here. Seers also are typically known to have been the people who recorded what God was doing or chronicling in a given season in the body of Christ. They tend to often be the ones who know the times and seasons of what God is doing and releasing. Gad was a seer uh, mentioned in the book of Chronicles uh, who recorded Israel's history. So it's not uncommon you'll find seers tend to be people who actually have an overview because they see through time of what's occurring uh, in the state of the affairs of the world, what's occurring in the kingdom, what's occurring in the body of Christ. So that's another one. Seers also see into the spirit realm, which means they often see what is occurring in the spirit. That means they see angelic, they see the demonic, um, and they can even um, interact at times in this realm. 
for God's specific purposes. Let me make that very clear. For God's specific purposes. A scriptural example of this would, be, again, be Daniel, who spoke with angels in dreams and visions. Ezekiel, uh, who was a well-known seer. Uh, he functioned in strong visions of seeing into the spirit. Uh, if you read Ezekiel chapter 1, uh, you can see that there. Um, the Apostle John, again, who dealt with um, the spirit realms in the book of Revelation. The Apostle Paul, who actually ended up talking with angels and stuff all throughout the book of Acts. You can see this. You can see this. You know, I'll share something I haven't shared in a while. But it used to happen when I would go out, and still happens if I go out. Um, and at first it used to freak me out. Um, I would be going out doing healing events and prophetic events and I would see angels and I would actually interact. They would give me their names because names mean something. Names mean something, a title, a name. Um, and that still happens if it's a needed for any reason where I'm at. Um, and I see that and God opens that vision. The angels will tell me their names. I used to go and would pray over lines and lines of people, and their angels would say, this person is working on a book to be an entrepreneur, and then it's exactly what it was. Now, let me say something. I don't agree with or believe in going and seeking angelic encounters and all of that stuff, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm not one of those people, and you had to be careful. You had to be very careful uh, because there's a lot of mixture out there. But it is scripturally proven, relevant, it's in there, that when you are a prophet, you will deal with the members of the kingdom. That includes the angels and the demonic. So instead of us having arguments about it all, okay, we need to understand that's just the way that the, the gifting goes. Jesus is always our focus. He's always our attention. We don't seek those things out, but if they happen, there's a reason, and God's trying to give us information um, specific information on purpose for something he wants to do in that moment or that situation in the kingdom to help bring forth the kingdom. So I just wanted to share that ahead of time. So that's just a few of the functions of seers. Um, and the Holy Spirit's is, is knocking me. This is not my notes, so I'm going to go off book a minute. Seers function in all different levels of society. You can have seers at their main focus is through writing. You know, they have a writing ministry or they write books. You can have seers that function in marketplace and ministry. Um, there's lots of different places that God places his people. To God, he doesn't, even though the body of Christ is set apart and we are, we still function in the world. So wherever he's placed us to function in the world for his kingdom to be expanded, he's going to put us there, whether that's the marketplace, the church, our families, our local communities, our neighborhoods. So it, there's a lots of different types of seers in that way. And I don't go into a lot of that because uh, I figure that's common sense. <laughs> you know, the Lord, you could be a prophet and, and work on Wall Street. Okay, that's just the way it is with the Lord. He, he, uh, he, he picks who he wants and he uses them how he wants. So I just want to encourage you if you're like, well, I'm not, you know, the top prophet in my area you know what I mean that God has plans and he uses people all the time and and I just want to encourage you not to let that stop you from growing in the calling that he's given to you okay so let's talk a little bit about um, how seers receive how do we how they receive from God because I, I mentioned some of the functions 
So let's talk about, we know that seers received through visions and dreams, but they also received through their senses. You know, God created us um, in the image and likeness, his likeness. So it makes total sense that we would actually, uh, hi Randy, <laughs> we would actually uh, receive even through our senses. You know, it makes total sense that we would receive this way, receive God through our senses. So, but receiving through our very senses is something that the Holy Spirit builds upon through time with a seer, sort of like a personal language. Um, now, it's important to note too for seers that um, all the signals they pick up can have dual meanings um, because, you know, again, they interact uh, with all of their senses. Um, Isaiah 29.10 says something very interesting here. His, the verse says, He has shut your eyes, the prophets, and he has covered your heads, the seers. That's, some, that's a verse. Now, a seer, why would he shut the eyes of the prophet and then cover the heads of the seers? What, what is the, what is the you know, difference? Well, a seer, if you're a seer, you, you, you use all of your senses. A seer can move in all five realms. And because of that, you're more discerning. And the enemy is never really able to shut you fully down. Okay, the prophet can be blinded momentarily, but the enemy, if the enemy blinds a seer, you'll still be able to hear, smell, taste, or feel. If the enemy comes against your feeling, you'll still be able to discern through a different level. So a seer prophesies not only by vision, not only by seeing, but by all five senses and moves in stronger discernment. Now, because of that, that's why it's important for us uh, to have our senses sanctified, to ask the Holy Spirit when you're encountering these things, what he is trying to convey to you specifically. Now, on my website, I have a page on prophecy and information on the seer there. I also have on that page a connection to um, an aroma page that Bob Jones, who is an old prophet who's no longer around, put out. Now, I put that on my page so that people who are moving in this gift and moving in this calling could take a look at it. But here's what I want to say. Lists and um, all of these things are great, but the Holy Spirit is our main source of information. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Um, when you're encountering something new, a feeling, a sense, a smell, the first place you need to go is Holy Spirit. What is happening? What is this? Okay? <laughs> What is this? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. That's the first place because the Holy Spirit's working on building information in a language with you particularly. So some of these things are going to have impact and meaning to you that it may not be a meaning to everybody else, if that makes sense. Some are, some are universal, but some are going to be meaning to you. At the same time, also, we always need to be checking in all the time with the Holy Spirit, especially uh, when we move in the prophetic. So let's talk about a few ways that uh, seers receive communication from God. They can receive through taste. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, you can taste something if someone's talking to you and you get an interesting taste in your mouth. Like, for instance, bitter. You get a bitter taste. That could mean that there's some kind of bitter root in a person going on. Remember I said earlier, for those who weren't here, that one of the main functions in a seer's calling is healing, is to see what, what God's trying to rectify or heal in a person. So you're going to get clues like that when you are 
uh, dealing with people. So you can taste it. You can taste something sweet, which could symbolize, you know, um, a word of the Lord that's good. You know, things of that nature. Um, so you can taste, and the word says it, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's a way that, that God can communicate with seers through the taste. Touch. If you feel a, something in a specific way, if you feel something hot or cold, you know, oftentimes it can mean the presence of the Holy Spirit or the presence of the demonic. You know, feeling heat can often be a sign um, of healing or passion for God, you know, the way things feel. That's why we always need to be saying, okay, this isn't me, Holy Spirit, what does this mean? So we understand what he's trying to convey. One of the biggest ways uh, Sears can receive is through smell. If you think about it, when you're little, I mean, even I'm older, <laughs> obviously, you know, there are smells that can take us back to when we were growing up, you know? Smell is a very intense way to communicate, very specific way to communicate. So God can use um, the, the oral fac faculties um, to send things like aromas or fragrances that have meaning. And God speaks a lot in scripture through fragrances. A lot of times you can smell anointing fragrances in certain situations that have meaning like frankincense. Frankincense can mean healing or intercession or even just more of God's presence. You can smell things like uh, roses. Roses often um, typically mean or can mean the presence of Jesus. You can smell negative things like rotten eggs or sulfur, which typically can mean the demonic you know, uh, presence of that kind of thing. Um, I went through a season where my vision, the visions I were having was tampered with, and, but my smell level went way up. It was really um, quite disconcerting actually. Uh, but I learned a lot in that season to discern things that way, you know. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. So you can smell the sweet incense of the Lord. You can smell his presence when he comes on people. Um, and the kingdom inside of us, you can actually smell, depending on how mature that, that part of the gift is in you, uh, when people release to God, all of that. So smell is the way. Uh, hearing, of course, God speaking to us verbally in our ears or through our minds. His direct word to us, again, is one of the ways seers can receive. And for those that came in later, I mentioned at the very beginning of the talk, how seers receive through the visual and the hearing as well. Sounds are very important also in scripture. For instance, you can hear um, uh, trumpets or shofars. Those have specific meanings, announcements being made in the spirit. Um, you can also uh, hear things like alarms or knocking. These are all things that are going to cause you to go, okay, Holy Spirit, what is that? What is that? What's going on? What are you trying to show me? That's the, the best question that you can ask. Of course, seeing, of course, seers have a lot of visions, uh, especially when they're first using this gift starts to appear in their life. They'll have a lot of visions. And, then, and I talk more about types of visions in my talk, how God communicates. God, he can give you panoramic visions where you see, like I said earlier, the future, the middle, the past. He can give you snapshot visions. He could open up 
um, uh, the visions that are um, outwardly external visions, like Ezekiel when he saw what was happening in the heavens. He gives a Sears dream, Sears dream almost every night. In fact, pretty much every night. <laughs> it's because it's a major way they receive. It's part of who they were created to be. They could have visions but that are just on the inside of their mind. They could be visions with people that you talking to someone and you see an image over that person that God's trying to communicate something about that person. So visions are, are, are very visual. They can, again, as I said earlier, see the angelic, see the demonic, whether it's in the inside or the outside. Um, they can see body parts that need healing. A lot of times uh, that'll be a thing that'll happen. You'll, you'll see, be with the person and see one part that uh, God's trying to highlight that needs healing. The images that, that a seer sees, again, it's, it's similar and can be similar to images of imagery, symbolic imagery used in dreams. So if you dream a lot and uh, God's teaching you how to discern those dreams, it's very similar. Um, for example, you know, houses, you see a house, it could represent a person or a church. Doors, you see doors, it could represent transition. A person going through doors is going through transition. Uh, that's an example. Again, there are lots of uh, symbolic dictionaries um, that you can access. However, again, I want to say that the best thing you can do is, Holy Spirit, what does this mean? Do that first, and then, then go look at the dictionaries and see if it lines up with what he showed you. That's the safest thing to do, so you understand what he's trying to show you. Another way that Sears function is through feelings. Feelings! Okay, sorry, I couldn't I couldn't stop doing that. I'm sorry. I have a very interesting sense of humor for those that know me. Um, emotions or feelings. Sears can feel and typically feel uh, strongholds uh, in people, in strongholds in atmospheres, um, joy, negative, the angelic, uh, the demonic. For instance, you can feel uh, anger anxiety and fear over the people you come across or the places that you're at. And this is one of the hardest things for real seers to navigate because they have to learn what is of them and what is not of them. As a seer, you will feel what the other person is feeling, okay? And if in that's why it's important to keep your senses sanctified. It's That's why it's also important for you to learn what is yours and what isn't. If you don't and you're not clear, it's going to derail you. It's going to stop you from being effective uh, in your calling. Um, again, when you come across this and these, and these feelings are intense, Holy Spirit, I wasn't depressed before. Why am I feeling depressed? Is this mine? That's the greatest thing. I usually ask a lot. Is this mine? What is this, Holy Spirit? Is this mine? Is this you? What is going on? Because we feel so strongly, we have to learn to do that. It's almost like... I don't know, I want to say compartmentalizing, but it is to some extent, so that you learn, okay, this is this person, because once you start feeling those things, you're seeing inside that person or that area to know what is happening, again, because you're called to help bring healing to it. You're called to help bring release to it. So I'll give you an example. You know, I think most of us kind of can do that where we don't feel good around someone, um, I've gone in places where I suddenly feel nauseous, like certain churches. Um, I'll just give an example. And, and grocery stores, don't, don't get upset. Oh, churches. <laughs> don't get upset. You know, and I'm like, ooh, I wasn't sick. This isn't me. Holy Spirit, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit will tell me. 
he'll tell me, oh, you're feeling the mixture that's here. I'm like, okay, so then we ask even more. Okay, what kind of mixture's here? What is the mixture? He'll say it's religion and, or, and, and, and the kingdom, or it's humanism and the kingdom, or it's the occult, mystical mysticism and the kingdom. You know, he'll give me the rundown on this is what this is, so I understand. Now, once that happens, it'll break because I got the information and I'm asking, what do you want me to do? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to help. Uh, another thing, you know, we can pick up things in our bodies. I think I mentioned this earlier through feels. You know, I can walk into certain areas and there's a certain signal that I will get that tells me the ground has a curse over it. Okay, I learned that the hard way. But I ask the question, what does this mean? It's not mine. And he'll tell you. Okay, so that's one of the biggest things when you deal with feelings, when you're with a person and you're overwhelmed. You know, that's one of the hard things because, uh, especially in this season, because there's so much in the atmosphere, especially here in America, going on. All the tension and the fear that's been released and the stress and the anger and dealing with all of this. You know, you have to be able to discern what is you and what is out there. What is me and what is out there? And then the second thing after, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with this, Lord? Sometimes he'll tell you it's for you to know what's going on. Sometimes he'll tell you it's for you to bring freedom or healing to that place or person. Or pray this way for you to intercede. Does that make sense? So those are all things he's trying to do to help us and give us information. So we, we get it through our senses. We get it through visions. Um, we get it through the audible word. All right, I hope that makes sense. Now, because seers function highly in discernment, um, they can also discern of some things from the Holy Spirit, from is either angelic or demonic, is witchcraft, occult or soulish, is human emotions. A lot of times it's people's human emotions and uh, the soul realm or the human spirit. So let's talk about um, a few of uh, the pitfalls to deal with when we're a seer. Because a lot of us talk about the gifting and we're like, woohoo, I see visions, I do this, wah ha ha. And none of us really talk about <laughs> uh, when things don't go so well, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, like I've already mentioned a couple times, discerning um, uh, what is of you and what isn't. You can pick up what God is doing. You can pick up what the enemy's doing. Uh, and at times, it can be overwhelming. Fear, less grief. I remember I walked into... <laughs> I remember I went to... I was at some little church, and it was real small. And uh, it was I was doing a... Uh, I think it was a youth service, right, hon? A youth service. And I walked in, and there was so much fear. It was just like... Oh, I, mean, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Is everybody here afraid? Who's afraid? And all the kids raised their hand. You know, um, and I remember being like, this is ridiculous that, that uh, this is so overwhelming on everybody. But we were able to pray immediately and break it. And just a few words. That's the deal with the prophet. Prophets have authority. We don't have to spend hours interceding and breaking through. It's a few words. In the kingdom, things shift. Okay? In the kingdom, things shift. So um, what is of you? What isn't of you? Um, learn to ask those questions and not let those things shut you down because there's a reason God's showing it to you and it's not just to make you miserable, okay? I mean, I know, like I said before, God doesn't take away the gifts. I will say this also because this has happened to me 
Um, he will tone it down if you ask, especially in difficult seasons, intense seasons in your life. He can tone this down, but he's never taken it away, just so you know, okay? Um, keep your senses sanctified. When you go into large places, if you're overwhelmed, Lord Jesus, I just, you know, plead the blood of Jesus over my senses. Holy Spirit, cover me um, so that you can manage better with what you're encountering, okay? Another thing, another pitfall, so just, just discerning. Uh, healing and mercy, because you feel people's pain more intensely, this is really a gift of mercy that's a part of this, a gift of healing. Um, you know what is happening to them, and you also know God's heart for them. You know, uh, you can see the roots of what's going on, and you have the ability to be a conduit for the Lord to bring healing to that. Um, now, because of this, it's real important, uh, and you're going to get many opportunities as a prophet to get your own healing and deliverance for your own stuff so it doesn't get in the way when you're ministering and, and dealing with other people in other places, okay? Okay. Uh, a mature seer is a healed seer, okay? I used to tell people all the time when I did healing events, deal with your stuff before it deals with you, okay? In public, okay? Let's, let's deal with our stuff. Let's get healed uh, so that we could be conduits of healing for the Lord. God has healing for seers just like he has for everybody else. Being healed also enables you not to get mired or pulled in to the other person's uh, issues or choices or their warfare, okay, or their sin. It helps you to be free of all that. Now, I'm going to say this again. Everybody watching tonight and listening all the way up through this Friday, uh, I'm offering a free resource that I have uh for people, one of the things for seers that's real important for all prophets, all types of prophets, is learning how to conquer and deal with your soul. That's very important because our souls can derail us, our souls can um, quench our callings and our giftings, and, and they can, um, unfortunately, when they're not managed and healed, can become a great stumbling block. So if you go to my website, WN number two, w.org or you can go to fromwaterintowine.org they both go to the same place in the store i have a soul transformation workbook it's just a small devotional workbook doesn't take much time but it's a good tool it's very powerful basic powerful tool for helping you learn especially as prophetic people how to discern and deal with your soul how to get that under under the spirit under the holy spirit so that you can flow in your giftings unhindered, so that, pe that pain and things that you encounter don't derail you, okay? That resource is free until Friday. All you gotta do, it'll say zero in there, just hit it, download. It's a PDF little thing that'll come to your phone or computer. Use the prayers in it, use the exercises. Again, it's not very long. It's a free resource until Friday for y'all. I really, 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 really encourage you to get it. When I had issues in my calling, and I dealt with some seriously big things, uh, serious warfare, serious levels of things that most people don't even know exist, uh, God took me through a season of learning about the soul, learning how to overcome, learning how to um, get healed in places and things of that nature. And it really pumped me up to a higher level uh, in the kingdom. 
in the kingdom of walking with Jesus and things like that nature and in, in the callings and the giftings. And it really delivered me from a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of. So I encourage you, since it's free, to get it and to use it. So healing, mercy, dealing with the soul, those are pitfalls. Judgment. Okay, so often when, especially young seers, uh, come up against situations and things, uh, because they're new and they feel a lot of things and they see all this stuff, they can be very quick to judge because it's it's a shock. It's a shock and um, and you're seeing all this stuff and you're like, ah, okay. Now, before you have the knee-jerk reaction, this person is bad, this person is, is not good, this person is lost, this, this church is messed up, okay? Uh, you need to stop. Okay, a mature seer knows enough to go to not be shocked. Okay, you need to stop and say, Lord, show me why this is. Why? And often he will tell you because you hold the answer to their healing. You hold that as a seer. Um, if they're not a safe person, and I mean by this, they're like an occultic satanic witch or something like that, or or there's someone who's totally sold out to a lifestyle of sin, you know, God's gonna tell you, he will tell you, and so that you will know how to handle it. But sometimes, in the majority of time, he will say, um, it's because this has happened to them, and, and when they were younger, and this is how they process now, it's because they have, you know, uh, multiple personality splits in places because of trauma, lots of things are for because of trauma. It's because of their choices, the way they choose to live their life, and it's attracting this, and it's attracting that, you know? He'll tell you. My point is, before we start to react like, ah, oh my God, and we make a judgment, these people are this, this is this, we need to stop and come back and go back. The Lord Jesus said, you know, uh, judge not lest ye be judged, all right? You hold the answer, you hold the key for healing for those people if you ask. If you ask, God will tell you, and he will tell you what to do for that person, and he will open an understanding for you for that. I hope that makes sense. So um, I know people are like, that's a little intense. <laughs> but you know what? Life is intense, right? All of us. Life is intense. Being with Jesus is amazing and wonderful, but it's intense. The kingdom is intense. Um and it's something that uh, it's just a given here. So the more we learn to move in grace, in his grace, in his love, and his strength, the, the better we flow, the easier it is for all of us. Now, another thing that a pitfall we can have as a seer is uh, disconnectedness, feeling disconnected because of all these things happening. And there are people in your lives that they don't get it. They just don't get it. Um, I know that I'm married to one. <laughs> Uh, and he's a wonderful man, and he's gifted in his own way, but this is not his gifting. Um, so sometimes it can make us feel disconnected um, because we see things differently. We, we function a little differently. We tend to only feel really comfortable with people who are similar to us. Sometimes um, seers get kicked out of churches. They get kicked out because they don't fit in, and people perceive them as a threat sometimes because of what their gift is. And when that happens, uh, it's a shame because you're there to bring healing and you're there to bring mercy. But the church hasn't necessarily grown up enough in their maturity and understanding 
to fully move or allow the moving of all the gifts yet in the body. So, so it can be, it can be a little disconnected. Um, just know that, you know, the best thing to do in those situations is remember, uh, there's always a place for you in Christ and, uh, to give grace, to give grace as you grow, as you mature, as you overcome areas in your soul and stuff that will come down and you will be more open uh, and people, you will find people being more open to you. And believe me, when you are able to, to be a conduit for Jesus's healing and life and love to people, uh, that makes a, a connection there as well, as well. You're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not, you know, uh, messed up. And you need to allow God to do the tweaking in you and the adjustments in you so that you can flow better in the body in the position that he's called you to. Now also because seers feel everything and it's intense sometimes, we need time away. Time just with you and Jesus, that has to be uh, a given. Time uh, to decompress, uh, time for your emotions and your senses to decompress so that you're not constantly being drained or feeling like you're being drained. One of the things that uh, was very helpful for me and I still do it, especially if I end up dealing with people who um, have a lot of needs or who have a lot of issues that we've had to pray through, is cutting free. I call it cutting free. And it's just, all that is, is making a conscious prayer um, to remind myself to cut free from everything that I have been dealing with and to stay focused in Christ. And it's just something basic like, Lord Jesus, I cut free from this person or this place I was at in my body, mind, and soul, and I ask you to cleanse me of any emotional negativity, any demonic oppression or spirits that I may have come in contact with. You know, I just pray for my senses to be sanctified and say, Holy Spirit, please fill me with your power, your love, and your joy, um, and, uh, and fill me with the life of Christ. And I just get refocused back on him uh, and that'll shut a lot of that stuff down, okay, that's trying to pull and trying to drain. One of the greatest things to remember, and I'm getting a bit ready here to close so I can take your questions, uh, is that a seer, when you're a seer, you have it, one of the best gifts for evangelism because you can read people and you can read God's heart for people at the same time. And Unlike standing on a street corner and, and shouting scriptures, everybody, you're able to connect with people on a real level. So it's a great gift to have for evangelism. However that looks for you. We're in a season now in the body of Christ where there are people hurting everywhere. And if, if you would just take five minutes to listen, uh, to see and ask the Lord, show me, he'll show you. And he'll open that door because it's always his heart. It's always his intention for reconciliation and for drawing people to him. So as a seer, you have a built-in ability to do that really well. It's a great gift of evangelism. However you use it, however your personality is. I'm from the South. I'm, I'm a little different. Uh, you know, uh, the way I approach people is a little different down here. We're very hospitable. So I can be in the grocery store and if there's a need in a person, it's okay. I know how to approach them. I know how to be, hey, you know, I don't want to freak you out, but I sense this. Would you like me to pray for you? You know, or just in conversation at the water cooler, in your job. 
you know, you have this wonderful gift to be able um, to shine and to draw people to Christ that way, to bring healing and help and restoration and encouragement. I can't tell you how many times people have been healed uh, because I said, hey, you know what? I see you're suffering. You want to pray? Can I pray for you? And God heals them right there. Okay. And it's not a big to do. It's not a, let's put it on camera, even though that's fine. It's just being a conduit um, for the light of Christ to flow. And it's because you're paying attention. You're picking up the signals. Okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Okay, Lord. And God will back you up. So you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be intimidated. Okay. So I hope that helps. Uh, that's, all of my, my notes for now. Again, the free resources go to my website, the aroma list. If you want to look at that, it's also on the website. Um, in the future, I'm going to be doing some, some uh, mentoring classes. Uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast that I, that I have, I have a couple on there on prophecy. I'm going to do a future ones on healing. Um, I encourage you to take a listen to them and share them with your friends. They're free for a reason. We want to get the message out to everyone how to grow in their relationship with Jesus. The more you grow in your relationship with Jesus, the better your life is, the better you're able to navigate all the crazy stuff that's going on, all the people you encounter. So my whole goal in life and my calling is to help raise up people to walk closer with Jesus Christ, is to walk through with him, use their gifts for the kingdom, and to grow in that. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless everyone from water into wine. That's water towing wine. <laughs> Sorry. Lord Jesus, and I'll put it on the website. I'll put it here. <laughs> I ask you to bless all those who are watching. Lord, yeah. Lord, I pray that you remove frustration. I pray that um, for those who are like, well, I don't know and I don't function. Lord, I just pray you uproot and remove frustration right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just remove that frustration. Father, I thank you that you are the one who grows us. Um, I love, I thank you, and I just reiterate again to uh, Paul's statement, Lord, that uh, we give out words and stuff, but it is the spirit that makes us grow, God who makes us grow. So, Lord, I pray that you would grow all those who are listening and who are watching. You would grow the giftings you've given them. You would grow their callings. Lord, I pray that... Um, any way the enemy has been harassing them in these things, that would be arrested now in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask uh, for your peace. Everybody just take a deep breath in. Let it out. That's better. Lord, I pray that those who've had dreams, that especially those that, that function a lot in dreams, that you would bring peace to the dream. You would bring clarity. Um... Yeah, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring angelic help into those dreams uh, and that you would begin to uh, quicken them by the power of your spirit and the language that you're teaching them, how you're communicating them to them, Lord, I pray. Lord, I also thank you and pray that you would um, give them boldness. Give them boldness, Jesus. I pray for that fiery boldness to come upon them, for them to know who they are to you, the calling that you've placed in them, the hope to which they've been called, and they would feel your empowerment for them so they could stand up 
with the people that you show them, whether they're at work, they're at church, they're at the grocery store, wherever they need to be, God. I just, I praise you and give you glory. And I pray for that boldness to fall out upon them. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Remove every hindrance to their step. This is a season to run. This is not a season to pull back. I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray every hindrance come off of them physically, mentally, emotionally. I also pray, Lord, everything that has been tripping them up in this gifting, that you would remove it. Lord, I pray that as they go back and they think about this talk, that you would point out to them the areas that you're growing and the areas that you're working on in them and with them so they would see. I pray, Lord, that you would um, just quicken them, God. Just quicken them uh, to the perfect path that you have for them because they're all different, God, and they're all special to you. I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And Lord, for those who um, don't know, am I a seer? Am I not a seer? Lord, I pray you make it plain. You make it clear. You make it clear. Thank you, Jesus. I really feel that anointing tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see there's some here with a lot of dreams. Uh, I just, right now, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of any negative dreams that have been just kind of harassing you right now, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I thank you, Lord. I thank you you're going to reveal to them. I think you're going to reveal to them what's needed. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, do you feel that? I feel that. Yeah. He's so good, isn't he? He's so good. Lord, I pray uh, for healing. Yes. I pray for hearts, Lord, that have been heavy. I command depression to leave. I command uh, regret to leave. Grief, leave in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Leave. And do not return. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, you blow over them and just bring your peace, your joy, and an uplifting thank you. Regret, leave. In Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I thank you that every day is a new day with you, Lord. Every moment, every day, new day. And your mercies are new every day. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray, uh, yeah, for strengthening, physical strength. Lord, every place where they've been drained, God, I ask you to cleanse it, sanctify their senses, sanctify their minds. And Lord, I ask you to just uh, wash it out right now and bring healing and bring strength. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! I just praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We worship you, Jesus. There's nobody like you. You are the king, always. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Joy. Lord, let them have joy. I just pray for more joy to flow over them. And release. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray atmospheres just shift right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, your kingdom come, your will be done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right now, yes. Thy kingdom come, right now. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Every home, every place, all that heaviness lift and be removed. In Jesus' name, right now. In Jesus' name, right now. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus, right now. Be lifted and removed. Everything, all of that, it's leaving. It's all leaving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good, Lord. We just praise you. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. Isn't he good? He's so good. Yes, he is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Joy. Yes, Lord, we just ask for that joy to come right now. Supernatural joy. Empowering joy. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Weariness leave in Jesus' name. Weariness leave in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. Oh, we worship you. Oh, you're so amazing. I just love it. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Yes. All that tension's leaving. Thank you, Lord. We shift the atmosphere. Thank you that you shift the atmosphere, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, now I ask that you would just rest on each person watching, that you would meet the need of every heart, whether it's healing, whether it's release, whether it's joy. Uh, I ask just for your holy, a supernatural presence, that, that they would have the rest of this evening. They would be filled with your peace, filled with your joy, filled with your rest, filled with your hope and your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let that river flow. The word says that uh, there's a, that river in heaven of life that flows from the throne of God and is of the Lamb. That means the rivers of life flow through you, Jesus, into us. Thank you for the living rivers. Let it flow through their home. Let it flow through their minds, their hearts, their emotions, their gifts. Clean it all out. Let them have every good thing that you have for them. I ask all of this in Jesus' holy and mighty name. For more information, podcasts, videos, prophecies, and teachings, simply go to fromwaterintowine.org and follow us on Facebook at The Water Into Wine. This podcast is produced by Media 12 Productions, media12.org.